Good afternoon, everybody. It is welcome to the weekend. It's Friday. For me, I work on the weekends now. I'm back at Chewy and I'm working weekends overnight from 6.30 p.m. to 5 a.m. It's a pretty sweet deal, though. I don't do much. I don't have any responsibility and they pay me 21 bucks an hour and I don't do anything with my weekends anyway. I mean, it's one thing if you're young and you like actually like to go out on the weekends with friends to a bar or you're looking to um, check out who's out, you know, maybe like look for a significant other or at least just like watch a game and have some beers or get stupid or whatever. But for me, at 53 years old, I could care less about the weekends. And if I'm working, it gives me an excuse for not taking my wife out. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I mean, why not? You know, I've already done the overnight gig Um, at the nursing home, but there was just too much drama at that job. So I'm out, man. I gave it a second chance, a third chance, and some people there are really cool to work with, and then other people are just miserable human beings. And uh, I really like the residents, so it's a shame. There's nothing about the job that bothered me. You know, dealing with poop didn't bother me. Dealing with old people that can't hear didn't bother me, you know, doing their laundry didn't bother me. It's just the co-workers and just the misery that surrounds that job. I couldn't take it anymore. So, but I did some overnights at the nursing home and I'm fine to do overnights at Chewy, even though it's going to be really boring and probably tiring. Um, they actually have a nice, um, an, a, they have like three, three different ones, three different break rooms. Um, where they have candy bars, they have soda, things that I can use to stay awake, you know. Um, They actually have ESPN on in all of the break rooms. Um, So, yeah, I mean, you can't beat that, right? I mean, even if it's football season and I'm in there for a Sunday night, um, I can catch during my work, you know, on my break or whatnot, a significant amount of the evening game on ESPN, um, if that's where it's being shown, you know. And even if it's not, I could follow it on my phone or whatever. I don't really care, man. I mean, I like going out and watching the 1 o'clock games during the year, but I think I could live without that this season, Um, or at least until I switch shifts. You know, I'll probably do this shift for a few months, and the season doesn't start until September sometime. I can do this shift for a few months, and then maybe towards the end of the year, switch to like um, a weekday shift like I had before, maybe like noon to 6 p.m., four days a week, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday is the donut shift, and then I could do whatever I want, you know, on the weekends. I don't watch college football, so I could really care less about that. The playoffs in baseball this year, I might be interested in some of it, you know. If the Baltimore Orioles make the playoffs, that would be interesting, right? Um, I want to see how the Phillies do. Um, Do I really care if the Mets are playing the Dodgers? No. You know, do I really care if Houston is playing the Yankees? No, not at all. I mean, who cares? Those teams have pretty much bought themselves championships. And I could care less what kind of hot nonsense, you know, that is. But if there's like an interesting team that gets into the playoffs, like the Guardians, um, I'll watch some of the MLB playoffs. Um, Other than that, uh, yeah, I'm... You know, I'm starting tomorrow night, back into Chewy, back on the weekends. I get a good workout, um, good lifting workout, good um, 
you move around a lot, so a good cardio workout, the whole deal, you know? And the thing that drives me insane to the fact that I don't mind working out, maybe I have to work out just to keep my sanity, is just some of these people on Pirates Twitter that still act like the Pirates are like trying to win. You know, I mean, and I'm not saying that they're not trying to win by having Josh Van Meter. You know, I know everybody says that. I'm saying they're not trying to win because they're playing all these rookies and we know that most of them aren't going to make it. Um, It's a way to keep the payroll down, really, you know. I mean, you bring up a rookie or a guy that has maybe one year experience, you're only paying him $700,000. And the Pirates might only have two players next year that are on actual contracts. Um, If they let guys like Ben Gamble go... um, I don't know if they're going to let this guy go because he was a Ben Sherrington guy. But if they let somebody like Michael Chavis go, if they let somebody like um, uh, the shortstop Kevin Newman go and just go with mostly rookies, you know. And here's another thing with Pirates Twitter. They're not going to sign Trey Mancini. They're not going to sign anybody who's been good somewhere else that's not on a rookie contract. So, I mean, if you could trade for a guy that's on a rookie contract, they might do that, you know. But I think they tried to do that at the trade deadline, and nobody wanted to trade for Gamble or um, nobody wanted to trade anything for those guys. So I don't see it happening, you know. But, you know, when people just throw this around as, as if that's going to happen, when we know last year they signed a catcher who was completely injury-prone, has never played a full season. And other than one season when he had like 350 at-bats, most of his seasons he had like anywhere between 150 and 250 at-bats. We signed that guy to be our starting catcher. And the sad part is we're probably going to bring him back next year as the starting catcher, even though we know he's not going to stay healthy again. So, I mean, that was the big signing last year, $5 million bucks. Um, We signed Yoshi... Susugo to a um, $4 million deal last year because the fans wanted to sign him. Uh, Ben Sherrington probably thought if he stays hot like he did late August, early September, that um, maybe we could flip him, you know. That didn't happen. So we had to eat that money, and he was just god-awful. And everybody knows he was. And it's funny that the people that wanted Yoshi – in August and September last year, you know, they were the ones just all year saying how Yoshi sucks, you know? I mean, all you had to do was really watch him the last couple weeks of last season, and you knew that he wasn't that good, but I don't know. I mean, they just wanted to remember those eight home runs in that three-week period. Uh, But now nobody remembers that, you know? Um, It was just Yoshi sucks, Van Meter sucks, we got to get rid of these guys, and that's your plan, you know? I mean, the team does not really have a plan. You know, I think as soon as you admit that to yourself, and if you just want to follow the Pirates, to follow the prospects and the draft picks and stuff like that, that's what I do, you know? I mean, I don't expect anything of them. I certainly don't expect them to win. Um, But, you know, it's kind of fun to follow the guys that they draft. And you meet fun guys in the minor leagues, you know, guys like Michael Burroughs, Um, guys like Quinn Priester, um, players like Matt Gorski, you know, 
you meet a lot of fun guys um, in the minor leagues, like a Lyover Paguero, someone like that, like a Nick Gonzalez. You know, you can root for those guys, you know, because they're not going to cost the Pirates anything the first three years. And then they're probably going to keep them at least into one of the arbitration years, you know, and they're either going to extend them or trade them. Um, so it's fun to see those guys. You know, there's other names you could root for. Aaron Shackelford, I like. He's really come on this year in double A, you know, so it's not the Greensboro effect like it was with um, Matt the Bat Frazier, you know. It's going to have 25 home runs in double A. That's pretty good. Um, I don't know. I mean, there's guys like um, Jared Jones that haven't really had a lot of success, but they have that live arm, you know, and you might like going out and seeing a guy like that. I mean, there's a handful of players that you could root for, you know. If you're a Henry Davis guy, you got to figure he's going to come back at some point, you know. Um, Some people like Carmen Majinski, but that's getting a little deep into the pitchers because he hasn't really done well really for over a year now. Um, And, you know, I can't think of too many other guys, to be honest with you, until you go way down, you know. And maybe you want to see Anthony Solomedo, you know. Or maybe you want to see Bubba Chandler pitch. Because he's not really much of a hitter, but maybe you want to see him pitch. Um, the other guys, like I said, have been really disappointing. Lonnie White Jr. has been disappointing. Braylon Bishop has been disappointing. Um, there might have been another guy that we got in last year's draft. But most of the guys have not been good. Um, Justin Mize, I mentioned. Sean Sullivan, I mentioned. Those guys have not been good, you know. So I guess you could say that they're disappointing, you know, even though they're, they weren't like first or second or third round draft picks. They were still somewhat disappointing, you know. The third round pick from this year from Notre Dame has done pretty good in his first handful of games, you know. So that's something that's interesting to look at. I mean, the 2022 draft picks, I've been following them, you know, seeing how they're doing. Um, you know, Shalin Polanco hasn't done much, but he's only 18 years old, so I can't rip the guy. You know what I mean? And actually, the other guy we took, I think it was Tony Blanco Jr. He's actually off to a decent start, I think. I mean, I don't know how many at-bats it's been. I think he's hit a home run. Um, maybe that guy will pan out, you know? I mean, so there's a lot of reasons to be have fun watching the Pittsburgh Pirates. But I just, like, I have cut down so many podcasts because... They're talking about how the team could win, you know. I mean, they're certainly not winning this year. And I told you that before the season started when everybody was picking 70, 72, 75 games. That was just complete, complete hot nonsense. Even when you knew that the over-under in Vegas was 62, at least with Sugar House Casino, the one that I bet with. And they probably weren't going to reach that 62 win mark because they went over last year, you know. So are they going to go over two years in a row? I could see them going under that 62 win mark and likely losing more than 100 games this year. And if you just want to look at the um, schedule over the next 27 games, 24 of them are very challenging. Um, I went through it. I'm not going to go through it live on here on the air, but I went through it. There's the Giants are on there, and then the Brewers are on there, and the Cardinals are on there, and the Mets are on there, and the Phillies are on there, and the Red Sox are on there. It's at the Giant. It's like, man, you know, we're not going to win any of those games. I don't even know if we're going to win the games at 
um, Cincinnati, you know? It's not like we're going to sweep that series, you know? But, I mean, Cincinnati is the only easy team they really have left on the schedule. And the funny thing is, Cincinnati looks at their schedule, and they probably say, oh, the Pirates are the only easy team we have left. (laughs) So it's not like the Pirates can take anybody for granted. And, you know, I told you that we were headed for a tailspin a month ago. You know, and it didn't start right away. But I'd say we're probably in that tailspin now. They've won seven games, and they've lost 17 games in the last month. So in the month of September, it wouldn't surprise me if they win like eight games. So then you have August. You have from today, which is already August 12th, to the end of August, maybe they're going to win six games. So how many more games are they winning this year? Well, if they win eight in September, let's say, six more in August, uh, that is 19, that's 14 more wins. And right now, the Pittsburgh Pirates are at 45 wins. That would be 55, 56, 57, 58 for 960. That would be 61 wins. And there you have it, you know. It went under and you, and you lost 100 games. So I don't know how it's going to play out. But that is the way I would lay the odds, you know. If it were right now, I would probably lay the odds at 61 and a half. Because it's just not looking good. I mean, it's been getting worse as the season goes on. Some of the bullpen guys are starting to wear out, you know. People are figuring out De Los Santos. Underpants is worn out again, you know. Um... Who else got rocked the other day? I mean, we got rid of one of our relievers at the trade deadline. And um, there was another reliever that got hit around the other day. That one I will pull up because it was the last game. Um, It was just last night, I guess. Seems like a long time ago, but it was probably just last night. Um, Who else got hit around? Oh, DeJong finally got hit around, you know. And if we pull up DeJong and we actually look at his career statistics... Um, He is 28 years old, and his career ERA is 5.40 in 139 innings with a 1.46 whip. So do you really expect Chase DeJong to keep it up? You know, I mean, he's a right-hander. Guys are going to figure him out, you know. He wasn't going to stay at like a 2 ERA the whole year. So uh, the bullpen we have, Sands Bednar, you know, because who knows when he's coming back. Um, is not going to be good. You know, and we're facing really, really tough teams. So even if we have a lead going into the sixth or seventh inning, we're not going to win that game, you know? I mean, we might not win that game. Let's put it that way. They're not going to sign anybody better than who they signed last year. So they've shown that the max that they will spend on a guy is $5 million a year, and they're probably just going to go with one-year contracts because when they stink again next year, they have an excuse to flip them. So you're not going to get anybody good for that, you know. You make an, a guy that's good who's injury prone, like um, like we got with that catcher from uh, Cleveland. But Yoshi was never good to begin with. We overpaid for him. Nobody else was bidding on Yoshi. You know, we overpaid for him. And you're going to get guys that, that signed for like one or two million bucks. And that's like a Vogelbach, who actually ended up doing really well. And he's actually doing well on the Mets and might actually earn himself an actual contract next year. 
if he does well on the Mets, if he has like a big hit in the playoffs or whatnot. And then um, Quintana worked out better than you could have ever imagined, right? I mean, you got him for two million bucks. Really, only paid like one point two million of that. He pitched really well. You traded him, and you got something back. So here's the thing with um, with Quintana is you don't have him anymore, you know? So the only guys we have that are throwing well, and I, to- I already told you about the bullpen. It's going to be a mess. But the only guys we have throwing well in the starting pitching are going to be um, Mitch Keller, he should be he's he's a guy that you should extend because he's stayed healthy, you know. As far as I can remember, at least since I've been really doing this podcast, he's never really been hurt. Uh and he's gotten really good these days. So if you put Mitch Keller on an extension, that's a smart move, you know. Buy out a couple of his years of free agency on a team friendly deal. That's not a bad move, you know. Um you're gonna have Mitch Keller, and then the only other really decent, like rock-solid starting pitcher you're going to have is Roanzi Contreras in September. So for maybe four more starts, you know. And other than that, you're facing these really good teams with not a lot to throw at them. I mean, Brubaker was okay the other night, but like I said on Twitter, he threw 92 pitches in five innings, you know. So that's not good, you know. Um, I really liked when they got um, that other dude from Miami. I thought that he was going to be good, um, Thompson. But he's good Good start, two bad starts. That's the kind of guy he is. And his ERA has been hanging around five. Disappointing, right? Uh, now, I did get to see, as I told you guys on the last podcast, um, the other pitcher that they got in that deal, Kyle Nicholas. So if either... Kyle Nicholas or um, Thompson end up being decent next year. It was still an okay trade, even though you don't have a catcher, you know. Because it's it's nice to have starting pitching because it doesn't expose your bullpen, which has gotten worse. Um, So, I mean, that's what we're looking at. You know, there's not going to be a lot of wins. And I think we're going to have more than um, 100 losses. So... If we get 61 wins this year, it's probably that's probably the same amount of wins that we got last year. Uh, I can't remember what, exactly what it was. Maybe it was 60, but maybe it, I think it was probably 60. I don't know what would that be. 60 and 102. Maybe it was 59 and 103. It doesn't really matter, you know. And that's my point with these other podcasts. I mean, they take it way too seriously, you know. I just come on here and I either talk about the prospects or I rant about how terrible, you know, this all is, you know. The fact that they're never going to spend any money. The fact that they don't even draft well. The fact that no one in the minor leagues is doing well. They all took a step back this year, you know. I mean, I, I would think that that's what people want to hear. The truth, you know. Like, at least you get it off your chest. At least you know what you're up against. But like I said, some of these other podcasts that just make it sound like the Pirates are going to compete, you know? Or they, they'll even make fun of the Cubs and the Reds as if the Pirates are in a better position than those teams. They're not, you know? 
And they'll bring up the Pirates spending money a decade ago under Neil Huntington. I mean, that really has nothing to do with what they're doing now, as far as I'm concerned. Their active payroll is somewhere like 32, 35 million, something like that on most nights. I mean, they have learned that um, they can make a profit, you know, without raising the payroll as high as it was back in those days. So why wouldn't you, you know? And here's the thing. They market it well. Um, Ben Charrington had this idea to market prospects, you know, and waves and waves of prospects. So if you're excited to see some of those guys that I mentioned, you know, like Rowanzi Contreras came in this year and looked good, um, like a Mike Burroughs or a Quinn Priester, if you're excited to see how Nick Gonzalez is going to do, um, if you're excited to see if, uh, and I think he will, Matt Gorski can hit home runs in the bigs, you know, if you're excited to see if um, uh, Shackelford can hit home run home runs in the bigs, like, and even if you liked when they drafted um, Travis Swaggerty a lifetime ago out of college, you know, you might be excited to see him play, but they're not going to spend any money because they don't have to spend any money, and they're not going to win because they don't have to win, you know, because every year. The Phillies come into town. The Yankees come into town. The Mets come into town. You know, there's enough teams coming in. You know, the Cubs during the summer. There's enough people that want to see PNC Park. It might be the Giants fans or the Dodgers fans or whoever it is, you know. Maybe we play interleague um, and the White Sox fans want to see PNC Park. Whoever it might be. You're going to get some fans at the stadium, whether you win or not. And they are not going to do anything to try to win that's going to cost money. You know, if they get lucky with some of these young guys, they might end up winning one year. I mean, Baltimore's winning this year with a low payroll, but the pressure is going to be on them to increase it next year. And we'll see what happens there. You know, I don't know what's going to happen with the Baltimore Orioles. Um, it's a bigger market than Pittsburgh. They've spent in the past. So it's be interesting to see if they will spend any money. But we know that the Pittsburgh Pirates aren't spending any money. So I just can't stand to listen to some of these podcasts anymore. And I get on my podcast, and if I'm talking about the Major League team, I'm probably ranting like I am today to make myself feel better and to share the pain with you guys. Enjoy the weekend. Beautiful weather. Peace out.